0: Person called the landlord and said, "Hey, where do I send this check?" And the landlord said, "Who are you?" Right, <laughs> right. Yep. Well, you want to talk about yep. something that is really that landlord, depending on their mood, could really put a wrinkle. Oh, for sure. After right. after it's done, so. Right. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors Podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always. You're back to always status. Always. By By the way, you made Thank it last you. week. You're here again this I week. I was gone for a little bit. That is a streak because we're two. Two. Good. So welcome. Thank you. As always. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, Appreciate being here. Yeah. No banter because I no. used our banter time trying to get our technology <laughs> set we up. probably ought to uh,
1: update, upgrade the technology.
0: My, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got good microphone nice expensive microphones i guess i mean they're probably not what beyonce is using but (laughs) (laughs) can i just share uh, a piece of my childhood with you we can always edit it out later i recently saw vanilla ice in concert (laughs) after a royals game (laughs) it was the most surreal thing that i've i've encountered in quite some time i was just sitting there going this is really happening (laughs) <laughs> That's Vanilla and, Ice on a stage with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. This is a
1: wild and place, you couldn't man. Couldn't look away.
0: No, and uh, you know, I was I was sitting next to my friend's um, sixth grader, and I I leaned over to her and I just go, I just want you to know that this was the most popular song when I was your age. So whatever you're listening to now. I want you to think about it. In 30 years, you're going to be me watching that. So enjoy. (laughs) Did she cry? (laughs) No, but uh, the last funny story is um, my wife and daughter and I got up during the concert part. So it was after the baseball game. Mm -hmm. Little break, concert comes out, and uh, my daughter wanted wanted some refreshments. So the three of us go up to the concessions as we're scooching our way through the, uh, through through our friends to get to the aisle. The this same girl's twin sister goes, "Are you leaving? Will you take me with you? <laughs> Where are you going?" <laughs> and you 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 walk up the aisle to get there, and like you can just see, like there are certain people that are having a great time. That are just middle age and loving what they're hearing, and then there's like these teenagers, you know, preteens going, "What a, what, what have I been subjected doing? to?" Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of what have I been subjected to, let's talk about a closing procedure, <laughs> <laughs> and subjecting ourselves to the closing procedure because closings are fun, fun, but you know the thing is, is that there are times where they can create a lot of stress if certain tasks aren't checked off. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think maybe we want to take this into two paths and really kind of explore the path where a bank is not involved. Right. What happens when a bank's not involved? You know, the closing process,
1: and it, you have a list, I mean, hundreds of items. It could be, you know, a huge project. And we try to simplify that. So in, in the bank does tend to drive it when they're involved. It doesn't mean... It's different, it's just somebody else is kind of checking on that and ensuring that things are done and ready for closing. And that's not you know perfect. There are usually things the last minute somebody comes up and says, oh, an attorney comes up and says, oh wait, where's this exhibit? We don't have that. So tracking the closing items is really important. So let's just talk about after we have an accepted offer. Cash Brian, We've got a cash deal. And so we are moving on with that. Those tend to be shorter. We're not waiting for banks 60 days or 90 days for for that kind of thing to close the deal. So we're going to also
0: assume just a business deal, no real estate. You know, you had mentioned that I have a closing checklist, Mm -hmm. which I do. And I think it is about 30, there's 37 items on here. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Well, there's 30 just on the closing documents okay. part. Okay. So, and again, this is an exhaustive list built over time of everything that could possibly need the vast majority of the, these things do not. The way I look at this is every single one of these creates a stumbling block in the closing process that if not checked off, not validated that it it's done, you know, so I'll use an example that was brought up in our our broker meeting of a uh, somebody that had sold their business, and the person called the landlord and said, hey, where do I send this check? And the landlord said, who are you? Right, (laughs) right. Well, you want to talk about something that is really, that landlord, depending on their mood, could really put a wrinkle. Oh, for sure. After after it's done. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, and this, obviously, if this came up, every month we've got closings, there are things that pop up that we've got to react to. The one Last week we were supposed to have a closing on Friday, but lo and behold, the buyer didn't have their attorney review the documents until the day before closing. This was supposed to be done, and based on the conversations, they were all, the buyers were prepared to close. They're like, "We're ready to close. We want to write a check." Oh, I'm going to send this to my attorney to review. That, what, the day before closing? That's not. What That's not when you have your attorney come in to review the the transaction. Well,
0: I'm sure these attorneys love to review a 40-page document with uh, less than 24 hours notice on that it's due. Right,
1: yeah. And they just drop everything that they're doing to do do this project. So that was one thing that happened. And then the seller had a month-to-month lease. So there really wasn't a lot of need. They said landlord, we're friends, not a big deal. If you want to move the business, not an issue, give them a couple of months and you can can do what you want. And turns out there's a three-year lease still active. Oops. Yeah, and so now the attorney's been asking for the lease, we've been asking for the lease, but it'd been, everybody's said, yeah, don't worry about it, it's only a month to month. So, but I think we talked about this earlier, I think she thought, well, she pays monthly, yeah. Maybe. yeah, It's a month to month. Maybe it's a month to month. It's
0: a month to month because I, I pay them every month. And so, I, I had a similar issue where there was a month to month lease. And hey, man, landlord's super chill. You know, mm-hmm. great guy, whatever you need. Well, we need. <laughs> this is oh. what we need. You can't have <laughs> And, you, you know, you're pretty late in the Once, game because yeah. we do I try to identify where are our stumbling blocks. And we oh, we sure. know, but there's also, like, when do people need to be involved mm-hmm. in this situation? Yeah. And sometimes right. bringing the landlord in too early is deal falls through, and they've spent time and energy and yeah. money on getting a new lease, and now there's somebody left holding a bag and, right. a, and a legal bill. So, you know, we try to bring people in where we believe – appropriate where the risk is, yeah. you know, that type of stuff, uh, but as a general rule, I would say it is not a good idea to bring the landlord in and your attorney within 24 hours of closing. I'm going to go out on that limb. Right. right.
1: Right. Those are folks that are brought in typically after we've done we've accepted so we're cash deal, no bank. So, once we have an accepted deal, mm-hmm. LOI or offer, then we would immediately go into, okay, let's contact the attorney, let's explain the deal, let's write it up, start contacting the landlord, and then we're going to go down this list of what are the things that we're going to need for closing. And it is a timing issue. So there's going to be kind of a schedule put together in that case. I think the other thing that that you're doing that I think has worked out well is having weekly follow-up meetings before closing. So we've accepted the deal. We've got a buyer and a seller. We've got attorneys on both sides. You've got, you know, somebody's contacted the landlord. Now we've got this list of to-dos, right? We're still probably got some due diligence going on, but a meeting that everybody agrees to once a week to say, okay, where are we at? So we don't have any hiccups. And
0: the reason why I like doing that, not only, uh, by the way, that's not foolproof either. Uh, Let's just (laughs) yeah, I have plenty of deals that fall apart for various issues. It doesn't mean it's not,
1: you know, it's foolproof as far as going to cover everything that can happen in a deal. But if you've got things moving forward, at least you've got a, a schedule
0: to kind of follow. Yeah, and it gets the buyer and seller both communicating and checking things off. So are you done with due diligence? Yes. Good. Let's do. Mm -hmm. Hey, have you thought about your uh, utility transfer strategy? Have you guys communicated on how you're going to announce this to the employees? Mm -hmm. Where are you at on your lease? You know, all these conversations are, those meetings give you the permission to do that versus Mm -hmm. sending your buyer and seller away and saying, hey, give me a shout in 30 days. Uh, Let me know where I need to show up for closing.
1: And you don't want to call in the last minute and say, "Oh, who's going to do the inventory?" Right? That should be a plan too. Is we're going to do a third party, or are buyer and seller together going to go in? Do they want us to be involved? We don't want to be involved. But, I'll cut they, that part. That's yeah. but, but you know who who's going to be involved in the inventory, and
0: is that going to be the night
1: before, the day of closing, etc.? So
0: that's. It, de- it also, of course, it just depends on the business. I, I had one where, uh, yeah, we'll go in the night before. It's like inventory is about a five-day process <laughs> so when you say go in night before you're gonna go in and like visually inspect right like you're yeah. not counting uh, every it was a uh, it was a hair salon and they were thinking they were mm. gonna count every curler <laughs> oh my gosh and it's like no oh my gosh no. no you are going to if you're going in the night before you're going in to visually inspect if you want a real inventory then you know that's a that's a weak process right We're talking
1: simple, you know, retail items, really. So a liquor store is a a pretty common thing for us to do inventory on, and that's you know outsourcing to an inventory company. They can go in the day before, as long as they've got uh, the right information. They know what the system Mm -hmm. is. They can log into it, whatever, and in overnight they can do an inventory, and they can do it in a short time if needed, depending on the size, but. But we're usually outsourcing to a professional company to do that and, and that the buyer and seller agree to
0: that. What else on the closing documents do you see as areas where tracking is necessary or making sure that, uh, I guess, your broker, your buyer, your seller, where that communication breakdown commonly occurs and kind of how we need to make sure we're, we're addressing that? Things that are missed, maybe, you know, usually they would come up with
1: existing liens on the business. Maybe there's something outstanding with tax authority that needs to be cleared up, and those are not something that can be done quickly. So if a seller says, I've paid off all my debts, but but there's a bank that still has a lien outstanding out there when we do a UCC search. Those kinds of things need to be discovered, discovered early, and usually it's the attorney that will do those rec- that do that research and find those items out, and those take some time. Usually, a bank may be able to get that done in a couple of days. But if you're looking for the IRS to give you some kind of release, you know, we'd be looking at months. So those aren't those aren't things you want to discover at the last minute.
0: Yeah, one of the things that my buyers and sellers will hear me say is the uh the enemy has a say we just don't know who our enemy is at this point we'll figure (laughs) that out along the along the way right but you know like i was on a call a couple weeks ago where they were going back and forth on some lease stuff and it just appeared that it was not going to this landlord was not going to waver on Mm -hmm. what was Mm -hmm. being requested and whether the details are relevant or not these were not requests that were the buyer was trying to drive a hard bargain they were right. like hey my bank is requesting my bank is requiring me to do this if I don't do this they're not going to close the loan if they don't yep. close the loan I'm not buying the business <laughs> you know and so right. you track it right. back and you're like we're not asking to to drive a hard bargain and I, the buyer said well when do we think we can get an answer from them and I'm like we can't dictate their timeline if if we come to them and go Hey, I need you to give me an answer by noon today. I can pretty much guarantee that answer is going to be no. Right, right. It's not going to be the answer you want. Yeah, you know, it, it is one of those things too, to where like things do take time, and sometimes you could you can identify something even three, four weeks in advance, mm-hmm. and depending on how messy it is, that may delay your closing. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, just because you discover something within a week of closing or the day of, I mean, there's still things that, you know, a month or, not necessarily a month or two, but, you know, a few weeks can definitely cause those delays. Oh,
1: sure. And, and delays can cause a problem to ultimately closing the deal at all.
0: Um, so I think... Um, well, and especially in the, the environment we're in now where a lot of people are seeking some of our lenders that offers fixed term, mm-hmm. fixed rate. Right, um, right. And... Those fixed rates are good for a certain period of time. And, you know, where, when interest rates are rising, I mean, that's, you know, you're potentially talking thousands of dollars a deal if you miss a, miss a date by a week.
1: Right. I think there's one thing that's really important for buyers and sellers is read the asset purchase agreement. They may not understand every bit of it but they need to understand kind of the basics. They'll like, they can identify the general things that they've, they thought they've agreed to, but we don't want to wait till the last minute to find, oh wait, they forgot to put in my training and transition period I agreed to two weeks. They've got two years in here, whatever. But, we, but they need to, to go through that and not rely on their attorney to identify issues. Because we've talked before about managing our professionals, that means the buyer and seller have to be involved in understanding that asset purchase agreement. Yeah, I,
0: I generally suggest to my buyers and sellers, look, read it, formulate your questions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, make sure that the deal points, the attorney doesn't understand the deal points. They don't understand going in with a cold read that you guys agreed to sell this business for this amount and that your seller financing is going to be this. And you've agreed to this transaction, uh, transition time. And you've agreed to this non-compete because if you go in and say, you know, on a word document or whatever, markup, this is good. This is good. This is good. Uh, this doesn't seem right. Hey, take a look at, you know, all these, all these T's and C's, you know, here's, Here's our what we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the legal language around it. Yeah. Well, first of all, it saves time. Helps you manage that yeah. attorney relationship. It also saves you money. <laughs> well, and <laughs> you're not uh, you're not your attorney's not having yeah. to understand everything sure. and follow and up.
1: Understanding your motivation,
0: yeah. the letting
1: them know what you're okay with is important, and they can they can tell you if what the risks are. And the other thing is, even though we are not attorneys and we will not practice law here, I'm very willing to give my opinion on something. If there's a paragraph that somebody's confused about and, and or it may be a negotiation point that let's talk about it. I'm not going to advise them on legal language
0: on the agreement, but we can certainly talk through it. Well, hopefully we have successful closings that we can talk about in the next, in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The- we have had a we have had a few since we last mentioned it, but we've had a lot of confidentiality that even after the sale that we've been adhering to. Yeah, so we, de- de- we are definitely are still moving,
1: have but several coming up here soon. Hopefully, one that was delayed from Friday may happen today. So, uh, cross my fingers. Now that's the important part of the closing process: signing and getting paid. The
0: seller yeah, getting paid. So Before we get out of here, I had a. He was a seller, this was a while back. He's like, what do you think? They were kind of in that having some trouble part of the, the process. And he's like, what do you think the likelihood of this deal getting closed? I said, I'm always a three until <laughs> scale of one to <laughs> a ten. Three. Okay, uh, the scale, scale, of, is important. scale of one, and, one to <laughs> ten. I said, I'm always a three until those keys exchange hands, that money hits the account, right. and there's, there's pen to paper. Right. can like, till then... You know, on the day of closing, if I wake up and don't have an email, text, phone call, whatever, from anybody, I'll good. move myself up to a six. <laughs> right. Yeah. But until you people, show you up. people, <laughs> show up, <laughs> sign your documents, right. and we get confirmation that money's exchanged hands and keys have mm-hmm. exchanged hands, right. We don't. we don't believe it's right. a real deal. Then there's a
1: party. <laughs> then there's a party.
0: Well, thanks for coming back this week, two yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah. Any more here three. Yeah. All right, three it is. Uh, well, you are looking at buying or selling a business. Go out to the greatest website in the history of websites, kcapex.com. That is going to be where you're going to find links to our team bios, buying a business, selling a business, our blogs, of course, these podcasts. So until next week, if you're looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam.